the League of Women Voters of Dane County and Madison City Channel present Know Your Candidates. Dane County Board, District 15. Here's your moderator, Diane Martin-Liebert. Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the Dane County League of Women Voters. I'm your moderator, Diane Martin-Liebert, and I'd like to introduce the candidates for Dane County Board District 15, Ron Farrell and Barbara McKinney. Welcome and thank you for coming. Thanks. Thank to you for start, the invitation. To start, you each have three minutes to give an opening statement, which answers the following question. What is your professional, educational, and civic background that qualifies you for the Dane County Board, and why are you running? And we're starting with Ron today. Well, thank you, Diane, and thank you to the League for sponsoring this forum today. I'm Ron Farrell, and I'm running for Dane County Board in District 15. My educational background is in accounting and management, and I've been working as an accountant in private business for over 20 years now. I bring that experience with me because the Dane County Board has a lot of problems with our budgeting, not only caused by the Dane County Board, but caused by other levels of government, by uh, lack of revenue sharing and other issues that come from other places. I've spent 14 years on my neighborhood bo association board, so I worked a lot with the folks in my neighborhood in Highland Village on the west side. <coughs> and that is an, was an experience that taught me how to deal with people one-on-one -on -one and how to work out differences on, a, on an individual basis. If you have to try to solve a dispute between neighbors, you really learn how to come up with an, a problem or a sol solution that works for everyone. It's not easy when you have neighbors mm -hmm. fighting with one another. I also spent eight months on the Madison Common Council <coughs> earlier this decade as an interim alder replacing Linda Bellman when she moved from the district. So I have that civic experience, that experience in government at the city level that enables me to understand a little bit more what's going on on the city side of the equation because being a, a county board supervisor in a city district, you need to understand both sides of the equation, and I do that very well. I work well with this, the alders on the west side of Madison, and also with the supervisors on the west side of Madison. We, ha we meet on a regular basis, we work together on various issues, and that's something that I can help not only my district, but the entire west side, and from there, the whole county. We have issues on the west side that uh, don't stop at the borders of a district, and we need to work together as, as a group to try to help solve our, some of our problems there. And I, that would be one good reason I would think I would be reelected or should be reelected to the Dane County Board in District 15. Thank you. Barbara? Uh, thank you for the invitation. I'm running because uh, we need better representation. Preventing crime and funding human services are my two top priorities. I have earned the endorsement of Sheriff Mahoney and County Executive Kathleen Falk. What qualifies me for this position is my experience, education, and background. I get things done. I can work in partnership and collaboration. I'm a problem solver, and I cut through the fluff and get down to the real issues. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in special education a master's degree in urban planning and policy analysis, and I have an MBA in business. My background includes teaching, community organizing. Um, I was um, director of the Resource Center at East-West Gateway Coordinating Council, which was a um, 
a eight-county regional planning agency, and I also served on the Regional Transportation Task Force. For 18 years, I managed uh, uh, business. Um, I uh, designed financial programs for individuals to help them to retire well. Currently, I work for Madison Area Urban Ministry. I coordinate a program called Circles of Support, where I train community volunteers to work with men and women who uh, were formerly incarcerated. I am on the board of The Road Home. I also am the um, community appointee for the, um, of the AAA board, which is the area agent, the uh, Dane County Area Agency on Aging. I volunteer in the community. I'm very active in the community. I give back to the community, and I also um, coordinate a food pantry on the east side. I am running because I believe that the district uh, needs a different uh, a representation and a strong representation around the board. Okay, thank you. Okay, Barbara, you get this one first. Given state and local reductions in funding, what budget items are you most interested in supporting at the county level, and what would you cut? Huh, that's a, that's a, a, a challenging question because um, um, with our current economic condition, uh, we've had to tighten the, but, the, the, the budget on, on, on many sides. Um, I am strong for crime. Uh, I am also strong for, um, for um, um, uh, uh, human resources. And so the, the, the things that I, uh, I work for a nonprofit, and my concern would be in cutting the budget is that the, the top two priorities would be public safety, and the second one would be maintaining the quality of life for individuals. So I'm, I'm really concerned about the, uh, that budget. Um, I, um, before I would cut uh, the budget, I, I would look at all of the programs. Uh, when I looked at the budget, I went back five years, and so it was important to understand the, bu the budget and how we got to where we are. We did not get there in, uh, overnight, and so to say I'm going to cut in one place without having that, that information in terms of how that's going to affect people is a concern of mine. And so one of the things that my, um, my opponent talks about is cutting the budget, but when you cut a budget, there are people and lives associated with that. And so it is important to see the impact of those cuts on, um, on people and their lives. So um, uh, to say where I'm going to cut, I, I would not know where I'm going to cut. Okay, thank you. Ron? The Dane County budget last year was one of the most difficult we've had in, in a long time. And the one coming up and the ones following that are even going to be more difficult. Last year, the solution that the county board majority came up with was to cut virtually every department 3% across the board. That's failing to set priorities. And if you're going to improve the, the crime, you're going to improve the, the quality of life here in Dane County, we have to start making some tough decisions. Some places need to be cut, and some other areas of government and some areas of social services need to be increased. And we need to actually sit down and make some tough decisions and find out what's working 
see what's doing the good things and see what's not, and not necessarily cut something that's not working right away, but perhaps put them on notice that in future budgets, if they don't improve their outcomes and improve their use of the money, that they may face stiffer cuts. 3% across the board for our county employees was not something that was necessary. I and others offered many amendments to this last county budget that would have prevented that without increasing taxes and, without, and that would have not cut services to those who need them most. Raising taxes by 7.9% is not a solution. It, we may have to raise taxes, almost certainly in, in most years taxes will go up, but a, an increase of that proportion is, is unsustainable. We need to help keep older folks in their homes as they live on a fixed income many times and they need to be able to maintain their lifestyle. The Dane County Deputy Sheriff's Association, the over 400 member strong union, is strongly backing my candidacy in this race. And those are the folks that are on the front line in crime prevention. But also, it's not only just arresting people and, and, and uh, taking them through the county court system, but it's also finding programs within the county for people when they do come out that we can get them jobs and, ec and we need economic development, get them training so they have a way to uh, return to society and become uh, contributors to society. And that's what we need to do at the county level and setting priorities in those areas. Okay, thank you. Okay, Ron, you get this one. What is the most important issue for your district and how do you intend to work on it? Well, certainly in some portions of the district, crime is an issue, but crime sometimes is just a, a fleeting moment in time that there happens to be a crime wave in one area or another, and it becomes uh, at the top of most people's list in that part of the district. But the real problem we have is our budgeting and the failure to set priorities. Everything we do at Dane County comes out of the budgeting, and we need to be able to have enough money to target those areas that need the help the most. By, again, by doing that 3% cut, we're just making everybody, treat, treating everyone equally. And now, while that may be good on paper, we're hurting those programs that do the most good, whether it's for people coming out of incarceration, it's for seniors, it's for kids, for the mentally and physically challenged. Those folks need the help the most, and we need to cut out some of the frills in other areas of the budget, and that's what we need to, to do within our budgeting. Our debt service in Dane County, we, spend, we will spend in 2010 $31 million paying off principal and interest. Our debt amount is $252 million. If we're able to cut that debt load down even by one-third, we would have an extra $10 million in our budget without raising taxes. Imagine what $10 million could do for our social services programs and how that would help people in Dane County live better lives. And that's what we need to start focusing on. Okay, thank you. Barbara? The, as I've been going out knocking on doors, the top issue that, that, that voters are talking about is crime. And although we're going back to the budget, when you're knocking on people's doors, they are living in communities that they say they no longer feel comfortable in. When I talk with elderlies and I knock on their doors, they said, I used to feel comfortable about walking in my community, but I no longer feel comfortable in walking with my, in my community. What I've done is to, I do what's called um, power coffees. And power coffees are going into the neighborhoods talking to the leadership and asking them what rises to the top. 
And certainly when you are sitting around um, a county board meeting, you're looking at the budget and it is important to be fiscally responsible. I agree with that. But when you're in a community and you have neighbors who are no longer comfortable in their neighborhoods and they are, are, um, are complaining about uh, not being free to walk and enjoy their neighborhood, that is really a concern. And so as crime rises to the top, it is very, very important to begin to not only work with the community, but work with the policing agencies as well to find out what the source of that is. How I separate myself from my opponent is, is that I understand that when you're talking about crime, crime does not happen in a vacuum. And so it is important to have those conversations across lines to find out not only what the challenges of the community that I'm talking with, but also to go into those communities that's causing the disruptions and build that bridge. Will it be easy? Absolutely not. But I'm clear that in order to have a bridge of communication, you must start that dialogue at some place, and it's important to do that. Okay, thank you. Now you get the next question. Which committees would you wish to serve on and why? Um, I gave great thought uh, to that question. I currently uh, serve on the AAA board. Uh, I'm an elder myself, and so uh, I am really concerned about issues that impact the elderly. Um, I would serve uh, where I was appointed, where I would be appointed. Um, I've done a lot of work in the area of um, uh, uh, regional transportation, so that's an interest of mine. But if I was placed on the board um, after the April election, I would serve where I would be placed and I would be effective there. Good, thank you. Well, currently I'm serving on the Environment, Ag and Natural Resources Committee as the main standing committee on the county board. Each supervisor is appointed to one standing committee. I would be happy to serve on that committee again and the other, another committee I would be willing to serve on is personnel and finance, which deals with the budget on a very daily basis. And also public protection and judiciary are two areas that I would be interested in. Whatever committee I would end up being appointed to as a main standing committee, I would dig into that area of it, that the committee deals with, just uh, as I've done with the Environment, Ag and Natural Resources Committee, meeting with staff members, meeting with the public that deal with the staff, looking at the programs, looking at their budget, and just finding out what they do and, and how we can, as a county board, can help them do their job better. So and what, as, as my opponent said, whatever committee I would be appointed to, I'd be happy to serve on, and I would dive in head first and work as hard as I can on that committee and other subcommittees as well. Okay, thank you. Okay, Ron, this one is yours. With the board's vote to form the Regional Transportation Authority, how much should the board monitor its work and what would you like to see as its priorities? When the Dane County Board authorized creation of the Regional Transit Authority or the RTA, they basically gave up any rights to do anything about what the RTA board does. The RTA board is now an independent body as, as it states in the state law. They can do what they want and however they want to do it. And that's a mistake I believe that the Dane County Board made when we created it. We could have taken a little bit more time and set the framework for the RTA Board. Not tell them exactly what to do, but perhaps tell them how they could, could proceed and how the, the people in Dane County wanted them to proceed. 
I feel that the DINC or the RTA at this point is going to be looking very heavily at creating a commuter rail from Middleton to the town of Burke. I have met literally one person in the district who says that they will take that train on a regular basis. But what other people do want is they do want the RTA board to look at perhaps a commuter bus system, a countywide commuter bus system that may not help our district directly with, with uh, folks in, in the, on the west side taking buses, but it will help keep some of the traffic down that goes through our district on Highway M and nearby on, on Verona Road and on the Beltline. If we can have a commuter bus system that goes countywide, we can bring, cut down the number of cars on some of the heavily traveled roads, both pe from people coming in from the outlying communities and outlying counties. That's something I hope that the RTA board will work on. And I, as, as a county board member, would encourage them to do that. That would be something that would help transportation, not only just along the main corridor, University Avenue, East Washington, but throughout the county. And that's what they need to do, and that's what I hope the county board will encourage them to do. Good, thank you. Barbara? The um, Southwest community is growing, and our population is doubling. What uh, I would expect um, is smart transportation, and that's what I would call the RTA. I, I support it. Um, I, I believe that we should begin to be looking proactively. It's not where if there is congestion happening now, what we're looking at is 5, 10, and 20 years out. And so when you are doing smart transportation, you are moving people to jobs, you're moving people to locations, and so that's what I believe in. Um, I would want the regional transportation um, uh, um, uh, RTA to have uh, smart planning to, um, to include public participation because it's very, very important that the public has a sense of that they have input into the final decisions about um, where the RTA is going to operate. I think it's very, very important also that uh, when you're doing regional planning, you look at who's not only who's going to be using the, the system, but also look at all of the modalities to also make it fair and equitable for all individuals, whether they are uh, riding the bus and they need expanded bus lines or they're, they're driving in their cars. One thing is for sure is that if we don't begin to, uh, to think proactively, we'll find ourselves in the midst of, of, of added, transportation, uh, uh, um, added transportation backlog. And so it's important for us to begin to look regionally. And as we plan regionally, we can look at a population growth of over $58,000 over, 58, over the next decade. And so regional planning is a smart idea. Okay, thank you. Now, Barbara, you get this one. In difficult economic times, how do you believe the board should balance fiscal restraint with assisting county residents that are most in need? I work uh, for East West Gateway Coordinating Council. I work uh, with high-risk individuals. And in working with high-risk individuals, when you're looking at the budget and you're making cuts on the budget, I work with men and women who are directly impacted with those cuts. And also, when you're looking at job loss, 
when you're looking at people who are homeless, when you're looking at people that are stressed, and when we're also looking at public safety, that's a key issue. And so we have to really be cognizant of how those cuts take place. Um, I understand that we need to tighten our belts, but I do understand that marginal people exist. I do understand that those who are fragile exist. I do understand that we, uh, we are responsible. We might not like it, but we are responsible for individuals that are marginalized in our community. And so um, uh, I would uh, support looking at the budget, but also I would support looking at those men and women who are less fortunate that are in our community that we're responsible for as well. Okay, thank you. Ron? A lot of what happens at the Dane County Board does go through the budget. And we can help the entire situation by encouraging economic development throughout Dane County. And we need growth in jobs. We need jobs of all kinds. Green jobs are great, high tech jobs are great, but we need those entry level jobs for kids coming out of high school, for kids coming out of Madison College, for kids that, and young adults and adults of all ages who don't have a secondary education. Without jobs, we stagnate as an economy and we stagnate as a county. Jobs get, give people the opportunity to improve their lives directly. And for those who are unable to hold down a job for whatever reason, it allows the county to have the funds and to give them the help that they need. It's, it's not a matter of saying no to people. It's a matter of saying yes to growth and opportunity so everyone can be, have an improved life. And that's what we need to encourage within the budget have fewer regulations that discourage growth and have more that encourage growth, both expansion of existing businesses and bringing new businesses into the entire Dane County region. If people have an opportunity for a job, most people will take advantage of that. They want to contribute and they want to be contributing members of society. I recently became aware of a, a gentleman who's running a program, just starting it up here in Dane County, and it's not cheap. It costs $5,000 to educate someone how to fix computers and do programming and work in the, in the computer electronics field. It's not cheap, but it's a program that's designed for kids coming out of high school or perhaps even people that have dropped out of school and young adults that aren't finding their way in society. The county can find a way to help this man get people through this program. When people come out of this program, it takes one year, people come out, they make $25 to $35 an hour and that's something that gives them a living wage. It, it, it allows them to contribute to society. Dane County needs to find programs like this and encourage their growth and encourage people to get involved with them that helps raise everyone's standard of living. Okay, thank you. Now we have one last question before your final statement and this one kind of a minute each. Okay. Um, and we start with you, Ron. How do you plan to keep in contact with your constituents on issues? Well, I've been on the board for one term, and I think I've been at more neighborhood meetings and meetings with people in the district than I have been at county board meetings and county committee meetings. I attend neighborhood meetings on a regular basis. I attend uh, meetings at the police station at the Meadowwood Neighborhood Center. I go on neighborhood safety walks in the Park Ridge Park Edge neighborhood, in the Green Tree neighborhood, and even along Hammersley Road in the district directly adjoining ours. And I talk to people on the street, I talk to people on these safety walks, and I, I have also sent out 
multiple newsletters to members, residents of the district at my own expense, not certainly at taxpayer dollars, but informing them about what's going on in the, in the county and within the district. And also I write articles in and put articles in various neighborhood newsletters as they, they come out on a regular basis. And I do a very good job, I think, in keeping the neighborhood inf neighborhoods informed of what's going on. And I'll continue to do that, do that in my next term. Thank you. Barbara? I will do exactly what I have been doing, um, going in the, in, the, in the community, knocking on doors, and talking with neighbors. Uh, that has been a wonderful opportunity for me to understand exactly what the issues in the community are. And one of the things I hear repeatedly is, is that when, um, uh, when someone is running for office, uh, they come by and they make these promises and you don't see them again until two years later when they're running for office again. And so my commitment is to make sure that I stay in touch with the people that are voters, but also the people that are in the community that are concerned that day to day live and work in the community. I also like to do what's called uh, the power coffees where I go into the the uh, community and recognize those people who are leaders in the community because they have a pulse upon on what is impacting the community. Certainly you can send out letters, certainly you can do newsletters, but nothing takes the place of one-on-one -on -one sitting down talking to individuals okay. and I will continue to do that. Okay, thank you. Now for your minute, last <coughs> final statement and Barbara, we start with you. Why I'm running, um, first of all, I have to take a deep breath because I'm not a politician. Um, I am a person who is deeply committed to working in the community. This community has been very, very generous to me, um, very generous to my son and his memory, and I give back. That's, uh, that's what I do. I'm passionate about the community, I'm passionate about the lives of people, and I want to serve the community. My, uh, my colleague, my opponent, has been uh, on the county board for two years, and operating within the, the county board has accomplished very little. And I don't know if it's the, the, gridlock, the gridlock or or the voting no, because I went back and I looked at my opponent's record to find out how effective he was around the table. And I found out he wasn't that effective around the table. And so I bring a new leadership to the county board. I bring a new direction to the county board. And I'll be a strong leader for the 15th okay. district. Okay, thank you. Ron? I want to continue the hard work that I've been doing in my community. I've been active, as I said earlier, in my neighborhood association for many years and active within the community for the entire time I've lived in Dane County, which is well over 30 years now. There are different ways to give back to your community and I try to find as many as I can. On the county board itself, sometimes it's not always the person who sponsors a resolution or sponsors a new law, but people who work behind the scenes within the committees to structure that to make it better and to improve it. There's been a lot of accomplishments that I have uh, had on the county board. I have had a, a definite impact upon our budgeting. We've been able to find savings of over $3 million with various amendments that I've proposed and got through and other amendments that I championed as well. 
And this is something we need to continue. We need to work together. As I said earlier, I work well with the supervisors on the west side of Madison and many supervisors from throughout Dane County. We are working together and we need to continue this to improve Dane County. And on April 6th, I would ask for your vote for Dane County Board District 15 supervisor. Thank okay. you. We are now out of time and I'd like to thank the candidates and the viewers and remind everyone that the general election is Tuesday, April 6th. Please vote. If you'd like more information about voting or procedures, you can obtain the Leeds um, uh, Voter Guide Candidates Answers. Uh, you can um, find it online at www.lwbdanecounty.org or it's also distributed through Isthmus on I think it's the March 25th issue. Um, wherever Isthmus is distributed. On behalf of uh, the League of Women Voters, my name is Diane Martin-Liebert, and I want to thank you.